welcome to this episode of the Birding Life Youth Podcast, the podcast aimed at the youth by the youth. I am your hostess, Gabby Sikora, and in this episode, I am having a chat to author of Wild Kids Books SA, Kaylee Hasema, mom of three gorgeous bush kids whom her stories are based on. Kaylee, thanks so much for joining me. I'm really looking forward to learning more about your life and your books. Thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here. Oh no, it's a pleasure. So Kaylee, let's get stuck in as I know we have loads to chat about. So can you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up and where you find yourself today? Sure. So um, you did mention I was a mum of three little bush children. Um, I have grown up on a farm my whole entire life. So I'm a proper country pumpkin. Um, My parents are farmers in Zambia and I then married a farmer and have been farming in Zululand for the last 15 odd years. Wow, that's so interesting. That must be truly amazing, spending so much time out in the bush. Yes. So, Kaylee, spending so much time in nature yourself with running a nature reserve too in Mkuzi and also being um, a on a working sugarcane farm, where do you go as a family to have fun in nature? Do you have any favourite places or reserves you like to visit? And also, how frequently do you try to break away? So that's a good question. Because we live at work, um, it's a real struggle to switch off, um, if that makes sense, because you're living at your workplace. So to find time off, we literally have to leave the farm to get away to take a holiday. So we try to get away every three, four months. And our normal destination to head to is the Kruger National Park. Our kids love it. Um, So we do try to tend to head there as often as we can. But because we're so privileged by living on a farm in the middle of the bush, our weekends normally comprise of hiking up mountains or birding on the river and just enjoying time where we are so we do try to take advantage of of that as well oh that's really amazing so i believe you are going for a little night drive when load shedding hits i can only imagine what it must be like for your kids growing up in being so fortunate i i'm so jealous but i for one can say that (laughs) as a child um kruger was always like my happy place it still is today there is no place like it so yeah it's always amazing that Absolutely. Exactly. And also, it's so great that you have installed that passion for nature in your kids. So, building up the generation. Thank you. Yes, that's the goal. So, having a read a little about you previously, I understand that before marrying and having kids, you obtained, let me get this right, a BSc Honours degree in plant pathology and microbiology so that's incredible and so interesting but what made you decide to go into that very specific field of study and why did you choose not to pursue this line further i've always been very passionate about plants in general from very little and i think growing up on a farm with my folks and a family that's very very passionate about nature and wildlife and plants in general that was my 
go-to when I hit varsity. I loved studying plant pathology and microbiology. And I still use that degree today. You'd be surprised, even just um, helping my husband on the farm with the pecan nuts and bananas and and all the odd little things. I do use my degree quite a lot. And also just in general problem solving and planning and all of that. And um, I'm also, well, that led me into now doing a master's in ecology and conservation, which I'm finishing up as we speak. I should have the next three weeks, I should be wrapping up and handing that in and then hopefully possibly doing a PhD afterwards. So I'm still continuing the studies. I'm a professional student, (laughs) even later in life with kids. is amazing i must be honest i did have to google before we started out this podcast about what actually plant pathology entails because i see pathology as the study of blood i don't know that's just what my brain says yes so the blood of the blood of plants yeah the diseases of plants i had to wrap my head around it because i'm like how on earth is this a thing but i googled them they're actually so so interesting it is. It's very interesting. So, uh, yeah, I really love it. And I still use it today. Um, Yeah, even just, like I said, you know, just on the farm in general with my husband, he'll often call me and say, Kays, why don't you come have a look at this banana? It's looking a little sick. Or the pecan nuts, Kays, what do you suggest about this? So, yeah, I still use my degree. That's amazing. And you're still continuing to study. That's, that just boggles my mind yes. how you are literally a super mom and have time for literally everything, everything else. <laughs> thank you (laughs) so now moving on a bit you are a homeschool mom to your three adorable kiddos um i too am a homeschool student however at my age i think you're kind of left to work through it on your own because it gets pretty tough i'm not gonna lie but how do you find homeschooling as a parent um i would imagine with three children all being different all having different personalities I guess it must be tricky to balance it all. So tell us about your personal experiences. Okay, so for us, we love homeschooling. It works for us in so many different ways, on so many different levels. Um, just that the, the slow-paced living of being able to have breakfast as a family and then head to the classroom together um, is a different, it brings a whole different aspect to family life. And being able to instill family values and morals and all of those things into the classroom is such a blessing. With the three being different ages and in different grades, Sophia in grade four, luckily she's already starting to do most of her activities on her own. Although I do, she does require my assistance at certain times on different aspects or different concepts. And then I will normally give my little baby who's in grade R something hands on to do like a puzzle or something different and then she's busy and then I'll sit with Asher who's in grade two and we will tackle whatever task is ahead of him and then I will rotate so then I'll pop Soph on a tea break and then I'll work with Isla one-on-one and then I'll pop Asher on a tea break and then I'll work with Soph on one-on-one so we balance it quite well and then a lot of the activities that I do I try to take a topic or whatever interests the kids at the point. So if they're interested in nests, birds' nests, if it's like a phase going on in our house, then we'll take a good few days and focus on nests as together, the, all three of them. And then I'll allocate different activities according to their age, if that makes sense. So for us, it's working really, really well. And they are happy. And as long as they are happy and I am happy and it's working, then we will absolutely continue, continue on our homeschooling journey together. 
That sounds so incredible. Wow, that's so hands-on too. It is. Um, Does your husband ever get involved with the kids or does he leave that all to you? No, he is amazing. He is such a hands-on dad. And that is the one key component, I think, to making a homeschooling journey so successful is having a very involved dad. It, It needs to be a family decision and a family thing. Um just having his involvement is it's just incredible and often you know especially as a homeschool mom when you're with your children 24 7 eventually you do require a little alone time (laughs) to do your own little thing in that peace and quiet and that's where dad's really important so he can take the kids for a hot afternoon fishing and give mom you know the afternoon to do what she needs to do so we are we are a team it's a it really is a team effort and he's he's amazing that is wow that's so amazing that you have that family bond it's the same at home I must admit my parents are also very hands-on when it comes to my homeschooling but I mean next year I'm doing awesome IGCSEs because I do Cambridge so you know they're finding it a bit tough too (laughs) that level yeah yeah well this is yeah in our classroom as well when, when it comes to the Afrikaans side of things um, because Devin is is more well, much better speaking at Afrikaans than I am. He tends to take over the Afrikaans section of things, and then I'll do the rest and the Zulu. And even in the Zulu, he's he speaks beautiful Zulu. So he's more the language kind of guy in the homeschooling journey, and I do the rest. <laughs> okay, wow. I might need to get you to be my maths tutor then, because I need some help with maths <laughs> anytime. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> so now moving on to a bit of a different topic that I'm so, so excited about, and that is your books. So firstly, what made you decide to become an author of children's books, but more specifically, books centered about wildlife? So it actually all started when my eldest daughter, Sophia, had to start school and I had to homeschool her. And I was teaching her the alphabet and trying to make it fun and engaging and relatable. And um, so I started with little stories about her and her brother and her sister, where we live on the game farm and incorporating African animals. So it was like F for ant and, you know, and then B for baboon and it all started like that. And I wrote all these stories and then slowly, slowly, like a, a few family members saw the stories and then a friend and then everyone started encouraging me to put these out there for other homeschool moms or just in general for other parents to enjoy because there was no material like this and then I started doing a little bit of research and realized that there really was very little wildlife um anything nature-based that was you know specific to South Africa there's a lot of books and other information but it's all from America or wherever else and it doesn't relate to our children so I started creating books for South African children that they can relate to and so that the information and the facts are correct based on our location and just so the kids can enjoy bright fun educational books about wildlife and conservation and nature in general. That is really so, so cool. So staying on this topic, what are some of the topics covered in your books? And tell us about the different series of your books that you've done. That's quite interesting. So how do you balance between which one of your children gets their series featured next? 
Oh, this is such a funny, funny, awesome question because it all started obviously with Sophia Safari because she was going into grade one and I started the whole series about her for for for, for her. So this Sophia Safari is a series about the African animal alphabet. It's a 22 book series and it covers all the African animals in an alphabet kind of storytelling about living in the bush about, you know, with my three and all the adventures they get up to. So then obviously my son Asher was like well where's my book (laughs) so then I had to make him a book and with him being a little boy who's so adventurous and so busy and so energetic and so curious um you know he would often come running out the bush with a handful of berries and shouting mom can I eat this and I'm like no 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 let me first see what berry it is so yeah so that then led me to create the survival guide for South African kids so I've got the Ashes Survival Guide, which is all South African-related information about how to survive in the bush, from, you know, local plants to um, local animals and predators and you name it. It's in there. It's an amazing guide purely for South African kids. And then, obviously, then my baby, Isla May, said, well, you know, we're her book. So, (laughs) Um, and she is my really really creative imaginative child which just led me to create the Isla May's imagination series which is a set of adorable little rhyming stories about these imaginative creatures that Isla just you know she comes up with in her head and then I just I put them into books and they're just the most delightful series so I'm working on the next series on that as well (laughs) the Isla May's imaginary beasts is coming up up next (laughs) that is so so cute I just find it so amazing that like the range of books that you have it's so amazing and your kids do your kids are really interested in them too right that's all your bedtime stories at night (laughs) yes yeah definitely and they just their little personalities and what they were into actually inspired the theme of all the books so it worked out perfectly let me get this straight. Each series kind of reflects your own, your child's personality. That is so, so cool. Yeah, it, it really does. Yeah. Okay, so in a chat with you previously, you mentioned that you also customize or write custom guides for private lodges. So tell us about these books, what inspired you to write them, and what can a lodge expect from a customized guide suited for their lodge? So I started with the little bushfelt guides that is just a general little guide for children to take on holiday to any kind of any bushfelt getaway. And it's got checklists and little activities and all of that jazz. And then I did a Kruger National Park guide for children because I've been visiting there since I was a little girl and then with my husband and then with the three children. And going to Kruger Park with three children is a challenge when they're very small. And so I actually created that guide to keep the children engaged and excited and entertained in the Kruger Park and it boomed. And from there, I had a lot of private lodges ask me for the Bushfelt Guide or the Kruger Guide. And I decided, you know what, let me make you your own personalized guide for your lodge and your game reserve. And it's, they're doing amazing. They really are fantastic. So I personalize every guide for that specific lodge, their own checklists with their animals and birds and everything that they found in their area. 
are customers um, the history of the lodge or any kind of residential animals or interesting stories they want to incorporate, the activities, the camp scavenger hunts, they're all customized for each specific private lodge. So that is how they came about. That is really so cool. Um, The Kruger Guide is one of the books that I was fortunate enough to receive from you this morning, actually. And I have spent the whole afternoon flipping through that. And I can just say, if I had that when I was a youngster, well, I still am, but (laughs) when I was in my little (laughs) kitty winkle stage, I would not, I would spend all my time reading that in the car, keeping myself busy and the animals in the back of my mind. I would not even pay attention to that. (laughs) Yeah, so that's the goal is just to get the younger generation passionate about wildlife and our wild places, definitely. Well, I can I can say I think you've achieved that. It's so inspirational. I was flipping through that and the oh, abundance you. of like knowledge and activities. I was just like, wow. Um, all those coloring in pages. That's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna do tonight. I'm gonna color in some pictures. Oh, oh wonderful! I'm so happy. <laughs> so, Kaylee, I'm so fascinated by how you balance your time being such a busy mom and wife and still get to write, design and put together these incredible books. But as if that is not enough, you have recently launched an amazing digital magazine as well. So I noticed that the magazine focuses a lot on conservation. So my question to you is, how do you see kids making a difference in conservation? I know um, with YWP, there's not an awful lot we as the youth can do apart from getting involved in already established initiatives. But what are your thoughts on this? So that is a great question because my goal with my children's books and guides is to establish that passion for our wildlife and nature and wild places. Conservation and wildlife science and ecology, it's not taught in schools. It's not part of a curriculum. So if we as parents are not going to teach our kids about these things, they're not going to know. Um, So I believe that it all starts, it boils down to education. If we can get our youth more educated on these important topics, I believe that the youth, especially now with technology and, you know, the um, very creative thinking, they could form their own kind of groups or clubs and spread the word about conservation. And I mean, hobbies like birding or just anything in general with nature. I think if we could get more of our youth educated on it, there'd be a lot more room for growth for them to do their own groups or establish their own clubs or, you know, like that on that, that kind of line. I think it boils down with education, get the kids to know more about the topic for them to lead the way and create those um, pathways for them to establish their own way of contributing to conservation instead of just depending on, you know, our older generations or their established initiatives. Let's let the youth now learn and start their own way. I'm really, really glad you mentioned that because that's what I've actually tried to achieve with YWP. I mean, I created um, the Young Wildlife Photographers Group of Southern Africa in 2021. I was only 13 at the time. And yeah, so we now sit on 580 active members and it's just a community all 
focused around one main goal and that is nature conservation photography wildlife everything that that entails and we're just yes we're all like-minded people so it's really amazing to have this community where we can all share our thoughts and ideas and photos that we take out of the field so i'm really really glad that you mentioned that love it (laughs) yes and i mean just even as if as a parent myself being doing what i'm doing and being involved in the wildlife industry and creating these wildlife books it's had such an impact even on my on my children my eldest daughter sophia she's only 10 and she has she was adamant from little 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 she's going to start her own youtube channel all about wildlife and conservation which she did, and then she does all these little videos about wildlife and things and birding, and she started her own little Instagram page, and it's all about wildlife and conservation. So, you know, because it's not taught in schools, parents need to teach our children to establish that passionate um, love for the topic, and then they will run with it. I'm telling you, that's exactly what you've done. Exactly, You're the perfect example. Oh, thank you so much. That is so adorable. Little Sophia. Oh, cute, man. I need to go have a look at her little YouTube channel <laughs> yeah it's, it's called Sophia safari yeah it's very cute oh i'll definitely go have a look so kelly gosh what you do is absolutely incredible and i'm sure we've only just tipped the iceberg on what there is to chat about but my final question to you is and i ask this question to all my guests because no one will ever share the same answer but if you could give me any advice personally as an avid nature lover be it about books and guides planning a trip or even simply leaving me with food for thought what would it be with you doing what you're doing my best piece of advice is do not dream small dream big like i mean huge dream huge stay genuinely true to yourself and dream massive if it's nothing is impossible and keep doing what you're doing just make sure to take a break every now and again and pause and put the phone down and enjoy the moments but otherwise you just dream big and stay true to yourself thank you so much for that yeah i'll definitely hold on to that advice that's so inspirational actually so good well Kaylee it's been really great having a chat to you and I can't wait to get reading the incredible books I received today I've just flipped through the Kruger one and I've spent all my time doing that so I need to branch out into the other ones I received Um, but again thank you so so much but good luck with all your endeavors and hopefully we can hop onto another podcast to hear about what's new for wild kids books soon absolutely and thank you so much for having me it has been such a pleasure and i wish you all the best and stay wild and stay curious thank you so much thanks for listening everyone and i look forward to recording my next podcast really soon until next time this is gabby sakura for the birding life youth podcast signing up